Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. Well, hello again, friends. This is Mark Stinson, and you've come to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And this is the podcast where we travel all around the world talking to creative experts and successful business people about how they get inspired for new ideas, but also how they organize those ideas and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their ideas out into the world. And today, our round-the-world travels are taking us to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and we're talking to my friend Reem Karbat. Reem, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Mark. This is awesome. I love the intro. I love what you're doing, and I'm super excited for this. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Reem and I met in a podcasting live group, and we've continued to stay in touch. And I've been wanting to have an interview with someone from the Mideast, from Saudi Arabia specifically. And it, it was that kind of coincidence, which now we know there's no such thing as coincidences, but you know, it was great to connect. And I can't wait to talk to you about your business. And we'll also get into some creative inspiration from that region of the world. And then also mm-hmm. some personal creativity and, and lifestyle and things like that. So it's awesome. going to be a wide ranging conversation. Reem, so yes, glad to yes. have you. Thank you so much. Reem's business is as a consultant and a business coach for, for entrepreneurs because she is herself an entrepreneur. Came up through the corporate world in the finance area. She's mm-hmm. a CPA, but she's also now running an entrepreneur accelerator program. And Reem, I think I've read that you're based in Saudi Arabia, but your sources of clients is far outside the Gulf region. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So first I started five years ago in this entrepreneurial world, let's say, when I was kicked out of my job as a CFO. I was a member of the board of directors and I was a top-notch executive, let's say. And it was extremely funny and scary and disappointing to having to quit my job on the day I gave birth. So basically me and my husband, we had this idea of building an app to solve a problem that we had. And this is the first step of me getting into the world of business for my own. I used to be a consultant helping other investors and millionaires make decisions and do feasibility studies and investing in this country and in the other country. I had to travel to different countries to evaluate and build their businesses. So it was really different when I started my own. The type of business that me and my husband started, which is in the software or the SaaS business, we were at the very beginning hesitant as to where shall we go, where are our audience, what is the niche that will really respond with the least education that we need to do, you know, because we are in the real estate and property management business software as a software. So we decided to move to Saudi Arabia and our clients from there, we're currently serving just the Gulf region. And when I have decided to move into the online world as a personal brand and help other people do the same and build their own businesses, I found that there are so many passionate people around the world who really wanted to become free and to start their businesses and to just simply break the fear of 
what should I do? Can I do it? Do I really need venture capital to invest in me? Or should I really need like tens of thousands of dollars to invest to start my business? My experience plus my CFO experience led me to decide that I have to help any person who really has the passion and the will to take their expertise and turn it into a business. And it's not limited to a region. It's not limited to a country. And I felt that with the power of the online world and being a podcaster, I found out that I can reach people outside my zone. And that made me really happy. That made me, it gave me the strength you know, because I realized that any one of us, whatever you are, whoever you are, if you have a strong message, if you have a strong, let's say something that you really believe in and you want to share with the world, you can do that without being limited to a geographical area or a zone. I help people here in Saudi Arabia and in, in the region, but 90% of my coaching clients are from the States, which is weird because even 90% of my podcast listeners are in the States. I'm a top-ranked podcaster. I hit the chart, the top chart in in iTunes, uh, in the US, in Canada, in uh, UK. And maybe 2% are from my region. You know what I mean? It's exciting because what is happening with with the virtual life that we're having in the online world, it gives you the power really to reach to as many people as you want. So if you have really a good message and something that you can really impact lives, you have to believe and you have to know that you can reach to as many people as you want, whatever you are, wherever you want to be in. And it's really powerful. And I'm really glad that I got the chance to do it. Yeah, it's very powerful. And I'm curious what you think that message is for you that is the magnet for those listeners and those potential clients that you say, is there a process? Is there a method? Is there an approach that you offer that they seem to be attracted to? I believe the thing that really attracted my clients to me, I always say that, you know, knowledge is everywhere. You can go to Google, you can read a a Zig Ziglar book and become the best salesperson. You can watch or go into a workshop or something, but it's not, it's not about only the knowledge. It's about who you are as a human being, your values, what you stand for, your ethics, your, your honesty, the genuine care that you put into turning an ex- your, your product into an excellent product that really brings results to your client. You really need to build relationships. And that's why some of my best clients are my best friends, you know, because I truly care about building the relationship between in, in any business, even in, in our software business, our clients are our best friends, you know, and it's really, really important. I think I believe this is a big magnet that will attract uh, people to work, um, let's say, with me personally, because they know that I stand for excellence, creativity, anything that I do, it has to be great. And I have to make sure that I will help them get the best results. And I make sure that I build the connection and keep the human touch, even in such a virtual life that we're living. So I do not just throw information or knowledge or a book or a workshop and that's it. 
I make sure I follow up. That's why I even have a WhatsApp group for my uh, group members. We talk on a daily basis. Before this interview, I was just wearing my makeup and I thought of an idea for a client of mine and I immediately sent her, listen, you know what? I was thinking you have to do this. And she was like, oh my God, like you're a genius. How did you come up? Like, how did you think of this? I was like, I'm wearing my makeup. That's why this is where my creativity comes. In the most interesting places, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm curious, you know, and you talked about that passion and how much we can believe in the business. And I just think about the listeners who say, I know I have an idea, but, you know, to the title of our podcast, Unlocking, you know, the creativity, what do you feel like the keys were for you and your husband going from the idea to the business? You know, it's like we have the idea, but now we need to make a business. What were some of those keys to overcoming some challenges for you? I love the question because this is something that I teach, which is exactly what we have done. And I even have an episode in my podcast. It's called Unfold Your One Million Dollar Idea. Because we as human beings, we have thousands of ideas every single day. As you said, in the weirdest places, you come up with tons of ideas every night before I sleep. You know, this time when you feel like you're almost asleep, but you're not really asleep. Yeah, yeah, you're right on the brink. (laughs) Oh my God, this is, I think, the most creative time for me. I wish that I have something to record all my thoughts. We think of a lot of ideas. One of them could be your $1 million idea. My advice always is, always, whether you're having your phone or a notebook, keep it close to you, but always write down your ideas. The simplest, the stupidest, or the biggest, write down your idea, your ideas. Keep a notebook, and I have one that I call it's just my ideas, you know, about anything, okay? And there's a power when you're, when there's something in your brain that goes down to your hand and to the pen, and when you write it down, there is a power in this process, and this, it's a creative process. So, What I advise you to do, write down your ideas, bring a whiteboard. We have a whiteboard in our living room. We still do. We moved houses and we always have this big white uh, sticky board where we always write down and map out the ideas to visualize. When you see your idea, when you trace it and you write it down and and you start to map out What is it about? Who is it going to help? Who is it? What is it going to solve? What problem is it going to solve? When you write down and see this in front of you every day, it's like a compound effect without knowing, without realizing you will feel that you will, on a daily basis, you'll start working on it. Slowly, you will turn it into something tangible. And that's why when I always also say, when you want to unfold your $1 million idea, do the market research, and there's a process for doing a quick market research to see if it's a valid one, if there is a hungry audience, a hungry audience, people who really need this thing to be sold for them, but at the same time, they are capable of paying. You don't want to sell something, uh, as we say, you don't want to sell the Mona Lisa to in a fish market, okay? So you want to sell it to people who really need it and who are capable of paying. And 
once you do the just the quick validation of it, create a mock-up. And when I say a mock-up, it's just you can do it as an illustration. There are some uh, tools because I come from a software background as well. Of I course, like there's to... a software tool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like to see the thing even if it's not real. Mm -hmm. This is what happened with us. And this is how we sold the prototype of our software, prototype and a vision. We sold it for $300,000 for the first client. It was only a mock-up and our vision. You don't have to build anything. You don't have, or the full thing. Sure. You don't have to get hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment to build the thing. All what you really have to do is to turn this idea into paper and then visualize it, put it into a mock-up. And again, it, it works for any business. Ours was a software. When I did my coaching program, I outlined what I want to teach or, what I, or the areas that I can help with. You know what I mean? And I, yes. sold, I sold that. Well, and it's so this important what you're describing. Absolutely. That, you know, and especially in entrepreneurs, we think about the pitches, we think about the show and tells, but I often observe and coach mm. my own clients that it's called show and tell, you know, yes. not just tell. And if yes. you don't have that prototype, and if you don't have a way to illustrate, dramatize, you know, bring this thing to life for people to see in some way, then that's a, it's a much harder sell if all you have is the words. True. Even for you, when you see it every day and you feel it's real, it motivates you more to work harder to, to, or, or like on a daily basis to make it reality, you know, and it will become even easier for you to know like how, how to do this, like what does it really need? But if it's only an idea and if it, you keep it as an idea that you're thinking of, it will remain in your head and it will be buried in your head and the world the world will 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 lose because because your idea could could be uh, as i said a 1 million dollar idea that will solve problems for hundreds of people so always always whenever you are in that creative moment in my notes on my uh, iphone i have hundreds of ideas written in anything that I'm thinking of, I immediately write it before I forget it because we immediately forget. Like if my daughter or the cat passes by me before writing that idea, it will be <laughs> right. gone. The idea is gone. Reem, I'm exactly. also curious, you know, this is a great way when you talk about prototyping and such, but I'm also thinking about, was there a stage of development when you said, well, we're not going to be able to do this alone. And you said, we need collaborators, we need team members, we need contributors Absolutely. of all kinds. How did you start building that network? Absolutely. Listen, and this is a trap that everybody falls into. You think when you are, and especially it's even harder in the online space because now I'm dealing with other people, with, with other, let's say, coaches or other online entrepreneurs. It's harder for them because they think that the online world is totally free. They don't want to invest. They don't want to add people. They think that they have to learn everything to do the business, which eventually they will be burned out and they will either give up or just, you know, collapse and the whole thing just get wasted. So what happened, we did the same thing when we started with, um, with our software business. 
I remember it was me and my husband. We were doing every single thing by ourselves because we didn't know what to do. So I was doing the video explainer. I learned from YouTube how I was holding my baby. She was like 10 months old. I was holding her in this hand. And on the other hand, I was doing the video explainer because as I said, we were trying to convert our idea into something visual. And then we started to realize that, okay, this is a software and an application. And neither me or my husband are programmers or developers. We know nothing about coding, zero. Definitely, we need support. We need help. So I went to my brother, who is a programmer, and I asked him, listen, we have this idea. Of course, he did not take us seriously because there are a lot of people who will come up to you and they will say, listen, I have this idea, but they're not serious about what they're talking about. And again, it will be buried. They're not going to take action and they expect you to do the action on their behalf. So I told my brother and he was like, okay, I mean, if, if this idea that you're talking about, if you need help with, I can help you, but you know, I have work, I'm busy. So I told him, I'm going to pay you to help me do this. This is what happened. I paid my brother to start coding the first part of, of our idea. When he realized that we were so serious about it and when he felt during the process that it was something that's really a big deal, a, a huge software, software that can change and disrupt the market, he said, I want to partner with you. Do not pay me, but I want to be part of this. And this is how we also realize that it can never be done alone. We can never do it alone. Mm -hmm. uh, the other day I heard this um, story and it's exactly the same. I always say to my students, it's like if they come and tell you, go do an Oscar winning movie, good luck to do it by yourself. But if we come and tell you, this is a Steven Spielberg a black book of the best directors, the best actors, the best editors, the best choreographers, the best storytellers or whatever, then there is a chance that you will get or you will create an Oscar winning product or a movie. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Whether you're in the online world, whether you're in the offline world doing a brick and mortar business, or if you are doing an online coaching or a course or anything, you have to understand that you can never do it by yourself. If you, especially if you want to produce an excellent or top of the notch product that will really make an impact, then you have to find the best people out there to help you. If you are good, for example, I do not expect everyone to be a marketer. I do not expect everyone to be a funnel builder. I do not expect everybody to be good in words and be a copywriter. English is not my first language. So, you know, I cannot be all that. But if I really am passionate about helping and teaching, then I need to focus on what I'm best, best at or good at and find other people who will complement or support me in taking my vision and put it out there. So that's why I will need to contract with the best funnel builder, with the best copywriter, with the best video editor. You know, all that will help me produce the best, uh, let's say, coaching program, which is yeah. I'm about to launch, by the way, yeah. I'm extremely 
happy about well, it. So I want to know more about that, but I want to pause and underscore for the listeners what you were even saying about the story with your brother, but the, any collaborator, any partner, any contributor, that when you actually say you're beyond now, I'll buy you a cup of coffee or can you do me a favor? When this is a true transactional business contractual relationship, boy, doesn't it make it more real? That's part of bringing the idea to life, isn't it? That you have real solid sign the dotted line kind of relationships. Yes, yes, because yeah. you also need people who are serious about helping you. Exactly. If you are serious about your business, then you really want to add in serious people who are either as passionate as you, which is difficult. I mean, no one's going to be passionate as much as you towards your business. But if you want to bring people as passionate as you, you have to pay them so that they will totally be immersed and, and focusing right. with you. It does indicate uh, that you're serious about the idea, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, terrific. Well, Reem, you were talking about some of your new programs. First of all, before we go to that chapter of our conversation, why don't you remind us how to connect with you and learn more about your work? You can find me on Facebook, reem.kharbat, K-H-A-R-B-A-T. I have a group, it's called the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, and it's all of what I really learned and, and have done during the past five years. I'm helping and teaching other entrepreneurs do the same. Because even in the online world, I personally struggled to figure out all the, let's say, the marketing strategies, the techniques, and everybody tells you, hey, you have to learn this, you have to get this, you have to do this. And the shiny object syndrome is real. The FOMO is real because there are so many good marketers out there who will tell you things to do and you will feel overwhelmed every single day because this one is telling you to do this. The other one is telling you, no, this you have to do this. Otherwise, your business will be like dead. And then I had to pause and realize that, oh my God, I built my software business that generated over seven figure. Online should not be different. I'm going to use the same model that I have used to build my business online. And, and this is what I really teach because I want people to build real businesses, real businesses, not just a funnel. What is happening here is that in the online world, people are thinking that if you learn how to create a funnel, then this is a business. That's it. And this is not what I want to, when, what, what I really want people to do. I want you to dream big where you think at a point, for example, one day you can create a patent or a franchise of your business. How are you going to do that? How can you close a deal if you sit... Because I had to do that. I had to sit in a room of 15 people, executive people, to negotiate with them and sell them a $1 million product. How can you do that? If you just think of how can I learn uh, how to do this, create content for my Facebook page, or mm -hmm. how can I do the copy, or how can I build a funnel? Do not focus on these things. Bring people to focus on that and think of this strategy. Think how you can build a team and become a leader. Think how you can take a business and build a business plan that drives the growth. And eventually you create a franchise or, you know, you, you, you protect the, 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 the patent of 
your work. I want you to think that way. This is what I'm trying to do. So I teach that. I do that in my inside my group. I have a podcast. It's called the Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast as well. So yeah, you can yeah. find me actually everywhere. <laughs> well, we'll look for you. I love the Entrepreneur Accelerator. That's obvious. But the lab, you know, it's an Entrepreneur Accelerator lab. I love the idea that there's this there's sort of thinking and experimenting and trying yes. new things. Implementation, so. implement, not just knowledge, implement, mm -hmm. implement, take action, move, 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 move. Don't keep it in here. Don't just consume. Do not take, you know what, Mark, last month I opened my course, the, the, the same course that I give to my one-on-one -on -one coaches, uh, uh, clients, the value of it is $12,000. I opened it for my group members for free. It's an experiment and it shows you that who are really serious, just the knowledge by itself out there is not going to help you build a business. And if it's free, people are not going to take the action. Okay. And it's, that's why I called it a lab because take the knowledge for free. Yes. I can, like, there's nothing for me to hide. There's not, I'm not going to invent something new, honestly. I wish I'm Elon Musk, but it's not. <laughs> so the knowledge is not the, 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 it's not the thing. It's very important, but it's not the only thing. What's, what really matters is the implementation. What are the steps? How can you take uh, all this knowledge and implement it on real life, you know? So this well, and like you said, in the lab, there's a discovery, you know, and so if the participants discover some new knowledge, but then like you say, you've got to put it into action. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So let's turn the page, Reem. I'm really interested in talking to you about your own personal creative journey, your, your life experience. Take us through some of that because it's so fascinating, even how it's led you from growing up to where you are today. Awesome. Okay. So <laughs> this needs an episode. So I'm originally from Jordan and Jordan is a very small country. It's very limited in resources. It's surrounded by war zones everywhere. So we grew up in a country that is very simple, limited resources and everything. And at the same time, we grew up scared. We were scared of expressing our thoughts. We were scared of even dreaming big, dreaming, not even big. The first time I remember I met a cousin of mine, they were living in the States and they came on a summer vacation and they, they brought me a gift and that gift was Bath and Buddy Works. So it was the first time for me to see a box of soap and shampoos and conditioners, but with wild berries scents. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, I've never seen something like this before. And the way they were speaking, their English uh, language and the accent and their clothes, their handwriting, everything was fascinating for me. So I had a dream since a very young age that whatever planet they live in, I need to go there. And I need to see what's outside my, because the bubble that I lived in, which is my home, <laughs> and imagine Jordan's very small and the, my home is even smaller. Mm. I felt that I really needed to 
discover what's outside of this bubble. I had this passion and that was, my personality is totally different than my sister. I always wanted to discover things. I grew up with this thought. And I remember when I graduated from the university, I told my dad, listen, I'm going to the States to get my CPA certificate. And if you know, a CPA is certified public accountant. It's something, it's a certificate or a license that you get in the States to work in the States. But for me, I just needed any ticket, any reason for me to leave and to con and the easiest way for us to convince my family, because both of them, they're educators, my mom and dad, is through education. Yeah, is to say so you want a degree or certification. Yeah, exactly. That was the easiest thing. So my mom said, no, how can you travel alone? We're not like there's no girls travel by themselves. And I was like, I'm going. I don't know how, but I'm going. And I started even telling people when I uh, went on interviews for jobs, whenever they ask me, imagine like I'm having a job interview and they're asking me questions. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? I see myself in the States. I'm going to get my CPA. I had no idea how. My dad, we're not rich. So the ticket and the accommodation or anything related to traveling to the States, it's going to cost us a fortune. So, of course, it was a no, no, no from all aspects. As a girl, I'm not allowed to travel. Financially, we cannot afford it. It just does not make sense. And what really happened is that the first job that I had, I had this quick conversation with my boss. We were eating spaghetti, I remember. And she told me, if I knew that you eat so slow, I wouldn't have hired you. I was really shy because I'm sitting with my boss. I love that. And I, I was just eating, like, really, I couldn't swallow, you know? It was like maybe the first month of working with her. So she said, okay, she wanted to open a conversation. Otherwise, it would be like so boring. So, so she was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Or what do you want to be? Something like that. And I said, I want to become a CPA. So she was like, and what is stopping you from becoming a CPA? I was like, it's too expensive. I can't do it now. We finished our lunch after that boring conversation. I went back to my desk. Two hours later, she came to me and she called me. She said, I spoke to our CEO and he accepted to give you a scholarship and pay your tuition to do your CPA exam. Fantastic. That changed my life, literally. Because that moment, I, I, it was the first moment in my life where I felt that when you speak out loud what you really want in this life and say it, just say out loud what you really want, even if it does not make sense, the universe really will collide to make it happen for you. They paid for my uh, tuition. I went to my dad and I told him, listen, I'm studying, C I'm, I'm studying for the certificate. And he was like, what is a CPA? Like, what are you talking about? But you know what? You're studying too hard. You're doing this. I'm going to take a loan. He went to the bank. He took a loan from the bank. He got my ticket and he sent me to the state. I was the first girl in the family to travel to the state. I got my CPA. I worked there for some time in the city of Conroe in Texas. And that point, that's that incident changed everything in the way I think, in my mindset, in everything. Because really, as I told you, Mark, 
no matter who you are, where you are, where you come from, what resources do you have? If you really want something, and if you say it out loud to the world, don't be scared, don't worry, just share it. I'm telling you, I promise you, it's going to happen. Because yes, everything comes- will, yes, yes, yes. And this is how it, since then, as I told you, I was not allowed to travel. I have traveled to over 19 countries. I've met so many different people. I worked in so different countries and cultures. And it's just amazing how a small incident can really change your life. You know, mm-hmm. I speak too much, I know. So, <laughs> no, I, I love the story. And it also reminds me that on the one hand, we're talking about, hey, speak your dreams out loud because you may get the help and support you're looking True. for. But boy, what about the other side? The boss who said, I'll go to bat for you the employer who said, we'll pay your tuition. What about those of us who say, let's keep our antenna open, watching for other people's dreams that we may not know could turn everything around for them. That if we provide some, hey, look, tuition is big, tickets are big, but there could be something little that we provide that that helps somebody else realize their dream. Isn't that fascinating? Absolutely. You know, that's why, Mark, sometimes, really, when they say that your first language is someone else's third, sometimes a small thing for you that Mm -hmm. looks easy to you, that is so simple for you, sometimes it saves someone else's, Mm -hmm. you know, it helps other people. So so you do not hold back your knowledge, do not stop yourself from supporting or helping you know, and uh, that's why it feels amazing when you are in such a business, for example, like coaching. And I don't like to even call it coaching because you are really helping other people transform or change their lives. And when you receive a message from someone where you, where they tell you, thank you, you have changed my life. Oh my God, this is so big. And that's why until today, that's like 20 years ago, Every time I see that lady, I tell her, I worked with her for like maybe a couple of months, but I tell her, you changed my life. You made the new ream with the, with the mindset, with everything. It wasn't just about the tuition. It was the whole experience that she helped me go through and that led me to where I am today. It was because of a simple act of kindness that mm-hmm. she has done that day. That's so so good. everyone should and the do fact that. that well, and the fact that you're able to go back and and pay that gratitude, that's fantastic as well. So, Reem, one of the things I love about this idea of your world of creativity and making these global connections is overcoming some of the myths and misperceptions that we all have and really make human connections. And that's why I love these personal conversations. And as we think about Saudi Arabia, Jordan you know, the Mm. Middle East and the Gulf states Mm. overall. Is there something that you feel like having also lived in the States and you have so many friends and and business associates, is there something that you could help us overcome a misperception about this region? Absolutely. We have so many prejudices, so many, you know, misconceptions. You know, I'm a Hollywood fan. I watch a lot of movies just like you, okay? And really, I'm a big fan of, of Hollywood. At the same time, Bollywood too. I like Indian movies. I When I watch some movies, I feel sad because of the way the Middle Easterns are, you know, what's the word in English? Depicted? 
Yeah, depicted or portrayed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I feel sad because it's like this cliche or this stereotype that really are there incepting this idea over and over in the heads of the viewers. And you really can't, like, I do not blame anyone, the receivers. I can't blame the receivers if this is all what they see. Because of me traveling to different countries, I grew up thinking that whatever my mom and dad and my school taught me is the Bible. Like, this is the, the only thing that we should not learn or seek or think out of. You cannot think out of it. You cannot question any of what your mom and dad tells you, you know, like, and that scares me today when my, my daughter asked me a question, I think like 10 times before. Her, uh, it's so interesting. I'm yeah. Gone. What am I saying to shape that mind? Exactly. I will be a huge factor in shaping a personality because I traveled and I met different people in, I worked in Africa, in Burundi, which is like the, it's the poor, one of, I think it's the fifth poorest country on earth. So when I worked there and I saw people there, I met and I spoke the lo with the locals and I ate with them. I worked in Iraq on the same year when ISIS moved to Erbil, north of Iraq, and they bombed the American embassy right in front of my house. I was there. I spoke with the Kurdish. I spoke mm. with American. I spoke with Buddhist. I spoke with my best friends are Christians. I was raised a Muslim. You know, the, the problem is that everyone thinks that whatever your mom and dad told you and whatever you were raised on is the only thing and the only right thing. And slowly, maybe now we started to learn and understand the importance of accepting the differences or accepting the others in any way, you know, whether it's about the color, the religion, the, the background, where you come from. There are so many misconceptions, let's say, when it comes to the Middle East. I know it's a very violent, not violent, but we were put under this violence. It's a all political thing, to be honest. But eventually, we are normal people. We share the same dreams, same hopes. We just want to live our life normally, raise a family, create memories, provide good options to our children, make money to help my parents and buy a house. It's the same dream. You can travel all the world over and everyone wants those things, don't they? It's exactly the same thing. So there is no reason why people would kill each other if, you know, your color is different or your religion. Believe in whatever you want to believe in. Just leave me alone. You well, know what I mean? And this is the reason, you know, if we have a chance to have these human connections and, you know, get out of the news media impression or the Hollywood impression of how other people live. Well, and if we had a chance to travel someday soon, we'll all be back on airplanes and we'll be showing our passports in new places. <laughs> and if we were able to go to Jordan, your home country, what could we enjoy there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mark, I will go with you because I miss that so much. So listen, the Middle East, and it's a reason why a lot of people are fighting over the Middle East. It's, it's the place where we all know that all religions landed in. 
I, I really don't know why, seriously, what's the secret about this? But it's definitely an amazing place in terms of nature, the food, the weather. The weather is really amazing when we're talking about Jordan, for example. You can see the four seasons, like there is really a, a winter, summer, spring, fall. You will see them all. As I said, it's the land where Jesus was baptized. You go to Jordan River and you see all the stories that you've heard of in the Bible or, you know, everything. Like you will feel the spirituality there. So you go to Jordan River, you go to the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on earth. And you can just go for, for any health benefits, a lot of health benefits going there using the muds, the sea salts. And it's just an amazing experience floating in the sea. You know, just you just sit, you float without doing anything. It's not a good place for swimming or diving. It's just an amazing place to, to have this amazing treatment for your skin, for your uh, muscles. And from the Dead Sea, you go to Petra, which is the one of the seven wonders of the world. Petra, it's called the Rose City. It's curved from, uh, inside the rocks. And until now, no one knows how did they do it. It's like the pyramids. How did they do it? How big were they? You know, it's just simply amazing. If you just look at the pictures, it's unbelievable. And from Petra, you can drive all the way to Wadi Rum. Wadi Rum, it's, it's the place where they shot the movie The Martians for Matt Damon. And you can rent a bubble where you can just lay down and see the sky and uh, the stars. And it's amazing. You have to just Google Wadi Rum, the bubbles. It's unbelievable experience. And then from Wadi Rum, you can drive all the way to Aqaba, which is the port of Jordan. And you can have scuba diving there or parasailing or all these things. So in just a very small, tiny country, you can feel like the 1,400 years of, of history and all the religions, you will see it in a very tiny country. In a couple of days, you can see all that. It's just an amazing experience. I'm telling you because I've done it. My sister-in-law, she's Puerto Rican. She came from Texas to Jordan. And within four or five days, she had the tour and all this. And until now, she's like, I have to come back. It's an amazing place. <laughs> so amazing. And you painted a terrific picture. So now I'm practically over at the travel agent getting my ticket right now. Yes, we'll meet up at the Amman airport and we'll be good to go. Yes. Yeah. Well, Reem, what a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much for your uh, time on the program here. And listeners, definitely connect with Reem. I think you've gotten a sense from this uh, discussion, the kind of inspiration that Reem can bring to a business conversation, a creative brainstorming conversation, you know, an entrepreneur, but also this personal connection that we've been talking about and getting a bigger global worldview of possibilities and meeting goals. Reem, I just can't thank you enough. Mark, thank you so much. It was absolutely a pleasure. And I cannot wait really to have you in either in Jordan or in Saudi Arabia. It's opening up. So there's another, also another chance for you to come and enjoy the place in here, <laughs> the deserts. Right. I'm watching the State Department and embassy updates all the time. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much Fantastic. for having me. My guest has been Reem Karbat. Her program is called the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab. 
And she has the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast, which is full of great information and insights and experience, and most of all, encouragement to take action. And that's what this is all about. So listeners, join me again next time on our next episode. We'll talk to another guest somewhere around the world who will give us inspiring new ideas, ideas and methods and techniques to organize our ideas. And then, of course, the motivation, the connections and the confidence to launch our ideas out into the world. Until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. We'll see you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stenson.com, and enjoy the book.